which is called The Even Worse Idea of All Time. Uh, this is the, the 21st episode of this podcast. And uh, if this is, this is your first time joining us, well, you've, you've picked a hell of a hell of a one to jump in to. Uh, this is uh, not, not the usual format in which we'd record this. Uh, my name's Jamie, by the way. That's my, that's my croaky voice coming down the pipes to you there. Uh, this is a podcast in which we watch the same film once a week for 52 weeks. Uh, that film being Bad Mums 2, or as it is known in uh, America, Bad Mums Christmas. Um, uh, and then there's three of us that do this. So my name's Jamie. We also have Oliver and uh, Alistair, but unfortunately this week we uh, couldn't get our act together and couldn't sync up our, our meeting time to watch and record. So we've uh, we've done something a little bit uh, unusual, and we've all watched the film separately, and we're all going to record separately. And uh, this this will be a sort of a, a triptych, I guess. Maybe not. I don't really know what that word means, if I'm honest with you. It's just got try in it, which usually means three. So I thought I'd uh, just drop it in there. But uh, it's going to be split into three segments. I'm going to start off, uh, you know, just, just going over what I thought of the film this week, um, just to give you a hint. N- not good things to say. Uh, and then Alice is going to continue on. Uh, second, and then Oliver will jump in third to sort of round out, and, and you know it's it's possi- possibly not the you know not not the ideal way to be doing it. Obviously, I think we we, we like to have some of the sort of uh, the, the banter, the crossover, but um, you know sometimes uh, needs must. So uh, yeah, I guess I can you know paint a little scenario of what my watch of, of Bad Mums Two was like this week. Um, I woke up at around eight a.m. Uh, you know, a bit of a bit of a bleak day here in the capital city of Wellington, New Zealand. Uh, very grey outside. Um, perfect day to, to stay inside and watch a movie, you might say. Well, I'll tell you what, if that movie is is Bad Mums Do for the 21st time, it's, it's not a great thing to be doing. Uh, but I did it nonetheless. Uh, I watched it. it. I remember saying, in previous solo watches, I've said, hey, you know, there's something kind of nice and, and familiar about this film to watch by itself. But that... that wasn't the case this time it uh was a real shitter so i've got um uh, you know I, I did try and write a couple of notes down uh, as i did it and when i say a, a couple of notes truly truly a couple um <laughs> the first note i have here is my shining light which you know you know maybe it's a little bit early to be getting into shining lights but you know this week we're, 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 throw, we're throwing the rule book out the window uh shining light for anyone who well, once again for anyone who hasn't listened to the podcast before you know maybe go back and start with another one because this is this is not how we do it, uh, and, and this is probably not a good barometer of what it's like. I'm not going to say that it's the greatest thing in the world, um, you know. But 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 if there was, you know, if there was going to be something that I would, sh- if, if I was saying to someone, "Hey, this this is the concept," and then was going to play them a little bit of it, this probably wouldn't be the one. But anyway, uh, so the shining light is a, a little segment in which we pick out one thing from the film each week that uh, that we actually liked, or or just just you know that we didn't completely despise. And so my first note that I've written down here is shining light. Amy has a book on the Civil War. Uh, now Amy is our lead character, played by Mila Kunis, and uh, you know uh, this week I was trying to sort of look at details that weren't. 
you know, centre frame. I was trying to pick up on things that maybe we just just little, you know, little details that that maybe weren't necessarily supposed to be seen. But someone's someone's thought of it. You know, the set dressers thought, you know, I were, I'm going to fill this bookshelf up with some stuff. What what kind of things would would Mila Kunis's character be interested in? That's right, the Civil War, the American Civil. Well, that's actually the thing. I'm saying the American Civil War. For all we know, uh, this could be a book. Uh, recapping the events of the film Captain America Civil War. You know, I, I'm not going to assume here. Because you know what they say, if you assume, it makes an ass out of you and me. And that is a, a code I live by. Uh, but no, it's just, you know, uh, this film feels to me at this point like it takes place in some sort of fucking hellscape. Uh, and just to see a little a little nod there to, to the real outside world, you know, the Civil War. This is a universe in which the Civil War did happen. You know, this is this is real. You know, this, this is just something connecting me to the fact that, you know, the events of this film might be just hellish to live through. But, you know, there's, there's, there's a glimpse of reality just on the edges, and that's... Sometimes that's all you need. Um, now, the the other, the only other note that I wrote down was um, potential tubs of burger fuel aioli in the background at Okole Spa? Question mark. Um, now that's yeah. So uh, look, in, in New Zealand we have a uh, we have a, a burger chain called Burger Fuel. Uh, fantastic burgers, actually. If you enter the code even worse at the checkout when you order a burger from Burger Fuel, uh, you'll actually get 10% off your next order. Uh, but fantastic burgers, and they do an incredible aioli. Um, I'm not sure how universal aioli is. I'm, I'm assuming that's a thing, another car. I'm not going to try and sit here and make a claim that, uh, you know, New Zealanders invented aioli. Um, for some reason, I don't. Also, what's the difference between mayonnaise and aioli? Aioli's usually got like bits in it and stuff. Like, I feel like garlic is a fairly standard thing in aioli. You know, like if an aioli was sort of plain white, you'd say, hey, hang on a minute, mate, that's <laughs> what, what you've given me here is mayonnaise. Um, but I, they're fairly similar, I think. Something to, something to look into, perhaps. Uh, but no, so, so Burgerfield do some fantastic aioli, and they have it in these little, they serve it in these little tubs or punnets, if you will. Uh, and just in the background of one of, one of Carla's scenes at the Ocole Spa, she had what, what I think were candles, um, but they really just reminded me of just some little tubs of, of burger fuel aioli. And I thought, you know, that, that's that's how I would would uh, set dress a scene. You know, some, if I was a, some sort of production designer, someone comes to me and they say, Jamie, you know, we're, we're going for uh, this is this is a spa. It's a sort of uh, you know, it's a, it's a reasonably upper class spa. It's classy. It's elegant. You know, what what are we going to have around? We're thinking maybe some candles. Would that be alright? I'd say, look, mate, all you need to put in there is some tubs of burger fuel aioli and you're good to go. And they say, oh, okay. And um, then weeks later they'd come to me and they say, hey, you know, we're, we're making a sort of a gritty sci-fi film. Um, you know, we're sort of, we're, at the moment we're, we're, we're designing a sort of an alleyway, you know, neo-noir crime scene. What, what could we what could we put in there to, to, to really spice things up? I'd say, look, just chuck in a couple of tubs of burger fuel aioli. You're good to go. They come up to me a couple of weeks later and they'd say, Jamie, we're making a, sort of a Jane Austen uh, period piece, you know, Wuthering Heights. Uh, is that Jane Austen? I don't know. The only Wuthering Heights I know is the song by Kate Bush. Fantastic. Uh, but anyway, we, we, so we're making a sort of a, a period drama, um, you know, and, and, and we're, we're going to have this this elegant sort of British manner. What's something that we could just really, really put in there just, just to, you know, just to, just to sell this environment? And I'd say, look, guys, you've come to me several times already. It's going to be the same thing. Whack some bloody tubs of burger fuel aioli in there and, uh, and, 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 and nothing more needs to be done.
Um, I, th- I think I'm probably getting to the point now where I'll, I'll wrap up my little segment and pass it on to Alistair, but just before I go, just a little sort of slice of life uh, of bad mums uh, interfering with my, my, my actual life. Um, I work part-time in a movie theatre when I'm not at university and not watching bad mums too. Um, and we've just started showing a movie um, called I Feel Pretty. Uh, but I went to go sort of clean up the cinema the other day after it had come out and I opened the door and what greeted me uh, was a song called, I believe, uh, Good As Hell uh, by an artist called Lizzo. Well, I like that as an, as an artist's name. Uh, but it's actually the same song which I used as a shining light, which is the credits song to Bear Mums 2. And I opened the door and was just greeted by the waft of Bad Mums 2 song. And it, uh, needless to say, it triggered me. But uh, I think that's all from me this week. Um, feels bizarre to be sort of recording for only, you know, quite a short amount of time. But obviously when it, when it all stacks up with the other boys, it'll be a, a longer product. So, um, yeah, thanks for that. Without further ado, here's Alistair. Hey, guys. Uh, thanks for that, Jamie. Good introduction. A uh, lot, of, lot of good admin covered. My thoughts on the film this week um, is that wasn't... Very good. Um, so a real, a real shocker. No, uh, look, it was just incredi- incredibly hard to engage with this week. I've got quite a lot on at the moment. I've got, you know, my, my personal and professional lives are quite busy. Um, just really found it hard to kind of give the film any attention. Yeah, it's re- really hard to let it in this week, where normally I, I kind of consciously try to, to let it in quite a lot. Um, but no, definitely, definitely wasn't quite working for me. Um, I've got 9% battery left on my phone, so this, this recording might cut out abruptly, um, and I, I can't charge and talk at the same time. Um, what else? Guys, it's, it's hard monologuing. I normally rely on, um, on Oliver and Jamie to kind of prompt me, prompt me into things. Let's see. Oh, there was a, f- a few bits where I did realise that um, Mila Kunis was saying saying different lines than I thought. Um, she said, "I don't recall that." Instead of "That didn't happen," um, when she's when she's talking to Kid Dynamite um, about about saying, "Oh my fucking god," um, during intercourse. Um, shit, I had my shining light written down somewhere. Hey, yeah, this is. <laughs> A bit of a mess. Tell you what, tell you what, this has not been a great, a great day for me. It's, the weather's really packed in, um, really feeling very wintry, very grim. Um, I, I don't know, I just, I kind of got home, um, in, uh, from the rain, uh, just not, not feeling very good at all. Um, I'll just see if I can find my, my shining light, um, but I'll be honest with you. It doesn't look like I can, so I'm going to have to um, to make one up. Hey, tell you what I liked. Um, Ruth's scarf in her first scene. She comes in. She she kind of kicks the door in. Um, she's wearing a lovely kind of cream uh, coat, blouse combination. And it's a very tasteful uh, kind of blue scarf with some really nice tones. Um, and I always think... That that works quite well. That's quite a nice bit of costuming, um, you know. So so shout out to the the costume department, um, I guess. Um, oh yeah, another another thought I have on the film is that um, Carla, when she's introducing herself to to Ruth, she comes in just like so aggressively, and obviously, you know, Carla 
has shown some kind of distaste for for Ruth. She she you know she recommends that Mila fights her. Um, so that's not good. But like she just kind of stirs her down, um, and is like really aggressively introducing herself. And he's like, Jackson, Mama needs more hooch, and just like makes direct eye contact as Jackson is you know pouring liquor into her coffee cup. It's a I don't know, it's a, it's a power play, which normally I'm in favour of, but it just seems a bit much, and Ruth looks very uncomfortable. Um, so that's good fun. Um, look, I feel like I've probably said this before, but the whole scene where where Isis and Carla are, um, are kind of stealing shit outside the supermarket, really unnecessary scene. The only kind of... I mean... It, uh, I guess I guess it kind of advances their relationship, but it doesn't really because it's kind of just Carla say, "Hey, I want you in my life more." Like that could be put in another scene pretty easily. You don't need a whole scene for that. Uh, I guess it's supposed to be funny, but obviously that's dud. She gives her the money after which Isis leaves. So mm, it's 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 a very kind of I don't know. They made they made a meal of it. They made a lot more than than they needed to out of that scene. I'm sorry if I um my voice isn't up to much. I've I've been pretty pretty ill recently. Um, another place where people catch a lot of disease is at the Sky Zone. Ah, oh, God, I'm really uncomfortable singing on my own, but I'll just, I'll just hum it for you. At the Sky Zone, Catherine Hahn is doing something. What's she done at Sky Zone? So yeah, um, you can probably tell from that why I don't I don't most like singing. Um, so Catherine Hahn, uh, <laughs> Jamie's not here to do the admin, which is a bit bit a little, bit of pressure on me now. Um, she says uh, I'm legally I'm not allowed within fifty yards of a sky zone. She doesn't elaborate any further, despite her friend's looks of confusion. Um, so we like to kind of speculate why why she's banned. Um, normally. Normally, the evidence points towards Carla doing something, you know, pretty criminal. But actually, um, I think she was trying to expose Skyzone because, um, you know, Skyzone gets up to some really shady shit, some some real bad stuff. What do they get up to specifically? Well, they they kidnap children. You know, it's a pretty standard business ploy. But what would they do with those children is they force them into product testing focus groups. They just sit them all around a table and force feed them like chocolate milk and make them play with Lego um, for, for days at a time until the children eventually you know, break down. And then quite grimly, they get um, turned into, you know, foam blocks, which are then then put back into Skyzone. Uh, it's, it's very dark. And Carla kind of tried to run an expose on all this. She, she tried to, you know wake the people up. Unfortunately, the way she did that was by just, um, kind of standing out Sky Zone with a, a kind of, uh, a, I don't know, one of those billboards that you can hang over yourself, and it had just lots and lots of photos of, like, the, the phone blocks, so everyone thought she was advertising for Sky Zone, and actually, a lot more people went in and were subsequently, you know, killed. Um, but Sky Zone got wind of it because they knew they hadn't hired her to advertise, and, um, yeah, they... They just kind of banned her. I'm not sure how they thought that would actually 
help because obviously she could, you know, call the newspaper and say, hey, these people are up to some bad stuff. But it kind of seemed to work out for them. Um, eventually, Catherine Hahn kind of got over the whole thing. Um, she found something else to occupy her, and she's a very single-minded woman. So as soon as she kind of had another thought in her head, the whole Sky Zone business went out the window, and she doesn't even actually remember the whole incident. So that's what happened there. But um, just, just to be aware that Sky Zone, bad guys. Yeah, I don't have anything to say about the movie. It wasn't a good movie. Um, that's becoming increasingly clear to me. Um, mm. A lot of people, when I when I tell them I'm doing this, they say, they say, but you're not actually going to watch it, are you? Like, you're not actually, you don't actually watch it, you just do the review. Or like, or you're not actually going to finish, are you going to give up at like 30? I'm like, no, we're going to do it. It's not, I don't know, it's not an option to, to quit at this stage. Um, but, God, it's just fucking such a hard thing to you know motivate yourself to make time for. Um, anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna flick this one over to you, Oliver. I've got one percent left. Um, so hey, good good luck out there, buddy. Thank you, Alistair. Um, uh, it, it is indeed your good friend, Oliver, uh, on my own, flying without a license, flying blind. Oh, who let this man in in the bloody cockpit? No, look, I'm I'm, I'm not in a plane. I'm in a, a, a car. Um, audio quality might be suffering. I'm not quite sure of the ambiance and going on, but you know, I guess I've always been the sort of bad boy of the trio. <laughs> As we speak, I've got um, fragmented peanuts in my mouth, and I'm trying to wash them out with with wine. Um, but you see, I, I can hear them sort of crackling away. So if there's a an added sort of layer, a tombl to my voice, um, well, look, it's, it's the peanuts, frankly. It's 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 a health and safety disaster trying to talk with all this going on but um you know i do it for you the listener uh, i'm in a bad way uh you know some would describe this as the end of my tether but you know i've not reached the end of my tether i don't know where that is uh, i'm still on the tether to some degree so who can say where it will end until until it's too late uh frankly uh, you know you know i, I don't want to sound self-pitying i don't want this to be a, a, a bleak episode but uh, you know I, i'm on the edge i've, I've not slept a lot and, and watching this film was hard um but i don't feel angry or even sort of sad about what the film's done to me i don't feel good um i don't even feel neutral it's um you know an interesting state that i'm in that i can't you know this movie that's by all accounts a bit of a shitter has brought me to this level where i can't actually describe or understand how i'm feeling you know there's no reference for this i've gone off book um it was a weird watch this week i felt introspective i felt like the film disappointed me in a way that was more profound than it has done before the, the line hit me um kiki says in in regards to speaking of her husband's death she says we're all going to die someday alone and afraid and i thought yeah i get the joke what you're doing is going for some bleakness um uncharacteristic of that character maybe but she says in a sort of light way it's like oh we're all gonna die yeah, that's funny and it's like the film doesn't do enough to counteract the that bleakness there there's no there's not enough joy or, or love of life in this film the resolution is so hard to deal with because it's basically these women celebrating because they've railroaded their mother's plans for christmas 
you know, it's a compromise to some extent, and, and that always has to happen, but it doesn't feel like a victory. It, it's so hollow. There's a real lack of emotional heart, and it made me really quite sad. Um, I think my voice just genuinely quavered then. Um, because, you know, it's, it's the question of what they're trying to achieve. You know, art can be frivolous and, and, and cannot make a, you know, it doesn't need to make a wider point about society, but it feels like this movie's trying to do so, and, and it's so free of events, um, you know, which is a valid choice, but it's so empty of, of anything that it can't even give us some sort of emotional core. And that's, frankly, a failure. You know, you can have something that's very sparse and basic, um, and it can still achieve something rather profound. Um, look, my shining light was, um, it was a POV shot in Okole Spa of Carla walking in. We're, we're seeing the point of view of Carla. We are Carla for, for one brief moment. It feels good. You know, she's not a likable character, but you, you get inside her head and you're like, I see my mother. Because she does, she walks in, Susan Sarandon stares right at the camera, she barrels it, she's like, you know, we are in the moment. And it's this moment of love and devotion, you know, she's surprised her mother's there, um, you know, we know, I know in particular, because I've seen this bloody film 21 times, that it's not going to turn out well, but she's like, this is my mother, there is some fundamental connection of love here, it was such a genuine moment, and I nearly cried. Um, I think in all this sort of failure to achieve resonance in a way that you know would be offensive to me on another week, I'm feeling pretty sort of blasé about it now because you know that's not how I want to live my life. I, I don't want to let hate in, you know, and not that hate is inherently not valuable you can't love everybody but it doesn't feel right you know everyone's everyone's striving to achieve something you know this film i can't i can't knock them down but i think peter gallagher is the emotional heart of the film um you know he's, he's a real champ i actually ran into peter gallagher the other week um i said hey peter long time no see and, and he said oliver are you legally allowed to wear driving gloves when you're not driving? And I mean legally. And I said, Peter, you know, I'm not the guy to come to. I assume you can. Um, you know, I've not read about it. But if you do end up doing this and get arrested, you know, don't pin this on me, mate. Yeah, do your own bloody research. And, um, you know, he thanked me, you know, wordlessly, and then ran off into the distance. And he's just a good guy like that. Um... He, he's the only he's the only he's the only character who I feel warmth towards uh, not love again that's that's going too far I don't want to be insincere about that but it feels like there's something genuine there and I don't necessarily even know if it's in the performance but there's a moment where it seems like he's having a breakdown because he's mimicking as his wife but it, in that moment it felt like he was going a bit um, a bit mad and just letting his you know wearing his emotions on his sleeve and, and damning the consequences um you know, your psychological lows can be quite revealing. Oh, God, this is a weird one. Um, and he go... Ooh. 
Um, yeah, sorry, so, sorry. It's not, not a very visual thing, but a car just sort of pulled up right behind, and the, 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 the headlights um, just illuminated my whole car. I've said that I'm in a car, haven't I? I'm in a car. <laughs> it's not moving. I'm not driving. I, I, can't, I can't do that very well. But yeah, I thought the car was maybe going to kill me. Um, it's not. I'm still here, and I think overall that's a good thing. Um, I also think. What's, What's in, in the, the car? car? And the answer to that is a lovely English breakfast tea. Milk first. Yes, please. Um, yeah, overall, 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 I, I think the, the movie was was a gentle watch. Um, I can't hate it. I, I can't hate. I, yeah. I've got I've got very little else to say. You know, I've got stray observations, but they seem so meaningless. Because um, I, I feel content in this moment. Again, this moment is not necessarily a happy one. I feel like I don't need to strive. You know, life is not necessarily something. You know, you can't win at it. So maybe, you know, you just got to be happy with where you are. And these women in the film, they're just not. Nobody's happy with where they are, but they still want to get to somewhere else. And I think once they get there, they won't be happy there either. Um, apparently the town's called Westbury. That was a line that I hadn't heard before. Um, I sure I sure hope that, that down in Westbury they, they don't have a Baptist church because it's probably getting tons of sort of, you know, mail sent to the wrong address going, why do you hate sort of everybody? And it's like, no, come on, that's not us. We're cool guys. And they might not be. There probably is a Baptist church there. There's a Baptist church maybe five minutes down the road. But that's that's just that's just dull information. That's just that's just where I live. Um, yeah, I got churches around me. Deal with it, atheists. No, look, I'd probably uh, put myself in that category, so I don't want to offend anyone. Um, you know, whatever you believe, basically, pretty much cool with... No, no, that's going too far. Just don't hurt anyone, you know? Just go out there and love and spread love and joy and think about where you are and stop to smell the roses metaphorically if you've got real roses you could smell them i, I don't think i don't know i think that's an overrated smell frankly um i'd rather smell a daffodil but you know that's not the saying who am i to dictate that who the bloody hell am I? Thank you for listening to another episode of the... <laughs> I nearly forgot the project I'm doing, but I do love it. And you. Um, the even worse idea of all time. Weird one, I'm sure. I can't wait to hear what Jamie Nellis made of this movie that is, is really getting, getting quite hard to watch. But, um, you know, I hope everyone out there is, is doing the best they can. See you on the flip side. I need to now press the button to end it. I mean, Jamie might edit this out. You know, that would be professional. But but we're not renowned for professionalism, are we? So, so see ya. I'm a motherfucking woman.